Welcome to Music Sense. I'm your host, Richard Vachon, and today my guest is Melissa Persian, uh, married to a man. Uh, what's, what's his first name already? Uh, Aaron Snyder. Aaron Snyder. Yeah. Okay. She's a nurse. I'm from Canada, and she lives in uh, New Mexico, uh, just at the uh, at the close to the border between the United States and the Mexico. So, today I'd like to profit of the occasion to uh, uh, discuss music, of course, with her, as usual. But since she's living uh, right uh, at the border, it would be interesting to know if I see what's going on in there. So, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the American border, if I could say, the southern border of of the United States, after, after talking about music. So, Melissa. Yes. Melissa. Uh... Uh, my uh, niche question, okay, uh, which looks as if I don't research you before, uh, is uh, tell me about yourself, you know, about uh, your uh, your uh, your evolution, if I can say, with music. Well, um... So how did it start when you were young? Uh, when did you get exposed to music? Uh what are the turning points in your life according to music? Well, um, that's a very good question. Um, I I don't think it was totally like operatic, but um, I think my my dad was mostly into like country music, but it's not like the country music that we listen to today, um, like Hank Snow, uh, Lynn Anderson, um, and then there are some. Uh, bands that he listened to like uh, the Ray Conniff singers um, and um, there is some musical instruments um, called Zamfer that he used to play when I was young okay your father played music also well he listened to it he listened to yeah, it yeah what he about didn't you are you playing an instrument or something oh uh, when we were growing up uh, my older sister and I we had Organ lessons. Organ lessons. Yes. Okay, very good. Yes. And uh, you had these lessons at what age? When oh, did you start having lessons? Um, I think my dad bought us an organ maybe when I was like 11 or 12. Okay. So we all had to share the one organ, and this there would be a, a lady that would come in and do like 30-minute classes for us. Okay, but you got exposed to music before 12 years old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you might say that, but there was just like little toys like harmonica and whatnot. We didn't learn any tunes on those. We just kind of, you know, blew some air through it, and that okay, was about the, it. Okay, the, the kind of... Uh, the kind of music that uh, children are uh, practicing in primary school. Oh, um, well, when we were really young, like in grade two, um, we were in the uh, private schools. Okay. And they didn't really expose us too much to music there. And in the middle of grade two, that's when my dad pulled us out of school. Oh. So uh, we didn't have a whole lot of music exposure then. Okay. So it was mostly just records. Okay. So the, the records that your father are playing in the house? Yes, yes, okay. those All are the, the ones. country music? Yes. So you're exposed to country music? Yes, and of course, well, being Canadian, everyone knew about Anne Murray, so oh, we wow. did listen to Anne Murray. Okay, already when you were young? Yes, that that's a very... Okay, you did add that to the collection of your yes, father? I, yes, 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 but he it wasn't the, the top one, of course, it was uh, just a little, uh, you know, I guess a mixture, a little mi- mixture of like instrumental plus, you know, 
uh, some female artists like okay. Anne Murray and Lynn Anderson. Okay. Yeah. You, you talk about instrumental. Uh, what kind of instrumental instrument uh, music um, uh, you, uh, you have in mind? Uh, it was pretty orchestral uh, music, and uh, well, the instrument that Zamfer played—that's like a flute. Yes. A special kind of flute. Yes. Uh, so that's a special flute, sound. Flute de pan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so different tubes, if I can say. That's uh, right. Instead of uh, just uh, one right. tube uh, with with keys. Yeah. Yes. So he's like one person with maybe a group, you know, background music. But the other uh, group that I was uh, listening to, I'm just going to see if I can pull my memory here. James Last. Yes. Have you heard of that one? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then, of course, the Raycon, if those are people singing. Okay. So, um, okay. mixtured in with uh, different instruments. Okay. Yeah. I mean, did you stay? Uh, so you started playing organ at the age of twelve. Yes. Okay. You still play organ a little bit? Um, very little, father. I don't think we had a lot of uh, maybe a year or two of uh, lessons, and then we moved to the city. Okay. So I think the focus was more on my younger sisters. So they are more fluent in organ playing or. One was playing guitar, classical guitar, okay. and she was very good. Okay. Uh, you played the organ until when? You, you got passionate. Did you get passionate about playing the organ? Uh, I did, um, but maybe not as much as I should or could have. I didn't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not able to play very well from memory. I think my older sister has a little bit of like she hears it and then she can kind of play it. Okay. I don't have that gift. Okay. And um, the organ, why the organ over the uh, piano? Because I used to watch my little cousin play the piano. And she was like five or six. So when we came to the city of Winnipeg, because we lived in Kenora, I would watch her play the piano, and that was really cool. Well, yes, you have uh, more expression with the piano than the organ. Yes. Um, the only thing is I would probably stick to the organ because I like tapping with my feet. Okay. The feet are always moving around underneath Yes. So I enjoy that way more. Oh, you're the, 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 you had a set of pedals. Yes, a set of pedals. Yeah. Oh, great. So the more pedals, the more fun it was. Oh, great, great. Yes. And because uh, that's the uh, that's the difficulty for playing the organ. It's not just the hands, but yes. also the feet. Yes, and I enjoy that. Okay. Uh, moving stuff around with my feet. Um, my sister, who is actually Sister Mary Loretta, who is a okay. nun, okay. she was probably the best organ player in our family. Okay. And I would go to um, I don't competitions with her. Okay. And uh, these are the organs that you actually have to put a little disc in, and she'd have a whole background behind her while she was playing her organ. Okay. Okay. So um, I would remember those, but of course I was a little bit older, like before. I know, maybe I was already eighteen by then, but then we lived in the city, so there was more opportunity for lessons, and so. My dad focused on th them getting lessons, and I was more like already going into nursing school. Okay. She uh, started uh, uh, playing the organ at what age? Oh, shoot. I mean, we moved to the city in 88, so they start, the four youngest started playing already or going to lessons, and they were probably be below the age of 10. So if I was there, okay. yeah. Because to my experience, to my experience, people that uh, listen to classical music, okay, are people that have been exposed to it when they were young, okay, uh, especially in primary school, especially in primary school. That's what I recommend, like I say, to uh, parents uh, of children. I tell them, uh, get them to play an instrument when they're young, 
Okay, yeah. and uh, make them stick to it until they become teenagers. Oh yeah, I, and, I agree. <laughs> and and when when they become teenagers, if they don't want to continue, then just leave it. Yeah. But uh, if uh, if when they become teenagers, when the, which is a stage where the, the 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 mind is just blossoming, right? If they still love, if they sti they still like it, then they just take off. It just they just uh, yeah. Uh, it uh, it's they just continue, if I can say, uh, exponentially. Yeah, I, I I think that could be part of it. I I, I do agree because. You know, when people are infants, they have that lullaby music going, and I think that also can easily uh, convert to classical music, yes. as because it's nice and soft and soothing for the babies. And I think those children or infants that are exposed to that, I think, could develop into more appreciation of music when they're older. Yes, uh, the importance of yeah, I believe uh, that that's true. To, to music when they're young. Yeah, I mean, the the drama today is that uh, the children are exposed only to rock music. Correct, yeah. And uh, so they have no idea, for example, what they're missing. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're kind of addicted, if I say, to the beat yeah. all the time. Well, classical music is, is, is more flexible, mm -hmm. if I say, according to rhythm than, the, than rock music. And uh, so it's, it's they, they have, uh, the youngsters, if I say, have a uh, difficulty to, to, um, to listen to music that doesn't have that beat all the time. Yeah, it's, uh, they it's kind of uh, difficult. I think they find it hard to appreciate something that's nice and soft. Exactly, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I agree. And yeah. then I've also heard like even expectant mothers, if they have that um, before birth. Yes. The, in the months up to birth, that, that that child seems to be more like, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> more or less. <laughs> I do believe in that. Well, the yes, hearing yes. is very good. <laughs> yes, yes. They can hear something uh, from a very early age. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you started with uh, uh, Western music. Yes. And okay. I, I think, and, uh, yeah. and you, But you were not playing Western music on the organ. Were you? Um, no, no, not really. I mean, there was one Anne Marie song that I would I actually remembered from memory. Okay, I, it's called Snowbird. Okay, and I I just can I still remember that playing as a teenager, okay. and I still can do it as okay. long as my fingers kind of kind of remember where the keys are. If it's in the right spot, then I can play the tune. Well, for your homework during Lent, uh, <laughs> I suggest that you go back to your organ and, okay. uh, and play that, that and bring that piece back to life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I know, but yeah. And then the other songs, um, I mean, we had certain songs that we had to practice. But I mean, we with Christmas, it's kind of like Silent Night. And then, of course, the uh, the, uh, um, the Lord's Tune. Okay, so... Uh, I would I would learn so, that. So Christmas music. Yeah, Christmas and, music. Uh, and uh, religious music. Yeah, some religion. religious music, yeah. Okay, yes, this kind of music is very appropriate for the organ. Right. Yes, mm -hmm. the organ is a very spiritual instrument. Right. It's not something that, uh, if you put aside, if I say all the, the you know, the uh, electri electronic settings yes. that give you a beat uh, right. in the background, uh, if you just play just with your keys, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it is a very spiritual instrument. Uh, it, it's not uh, something that has a beat. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but uh, let's come back to your uh, Western oh. music. What, oh, okay, uh, the, what, what was your progression from there? <laughs> Did you, uh, you didn't stay with, uh, are you still listening to Western music, to uh, country music? Yes, I do. I, I do listen, not as, not as old 
old tunes as I okay uh, yeah back but your then. favorite music right now is still uh, still country music there yeah there is some country music in there like I mean it's it's pretty like pretty recent because I used to watch a little bit of uh, this American Idol not not very not much but wherever I was living and so there was one singer um, that sings uh, Carrie Underwood is one of my favorite singers Carrie Underwood and yes. she's considered country. Um, Yeah, she's a kind of a crossover, yeah, crossover between yeah, country wanna, and the rock music. Yeah, yes, she is yes, a kind yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, Her, uh, mm-hmm. she's one of my favorite, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yes. didn't know that, Father. Uh, yeah, don't tell everybody. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, that's interesting. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I appreciate uh, what she does because uh, it's intelligent. You can, f- you can mm-hmm. feel that uh, there's uh, some thought in there. There's yeah. uh, some creativity. Uh, yeah. There's... Uh, um, Uh, progression in mm-hmm. her music. Mm-hmm. It's not always repetition of the same thing right, right. You know, over and over again. Right. Uh, I appreciate that when, when, it, when it appeals fancy, to, uh, to, uh, to the brain. No? Yes. Yes. Uh, she does write a lot of her songs. She's married to a Canadian hockey player. I mean, there oh, are she's different. Canadian also. She's not, but uh, her husband is. Okay, okay. Um, so there's different reasons that I like her music and. I mean, she's not obviously a, a Catholic, but uh, she just came out with the uh, a CD that is um, Christian. Okay. And there's a, some songs there that I really like um, that she sang that I saw her sing live in uh, Down South. And uh, when she did sing the one to Jesus, er, the whole the whole audience stood up. And I oh, thought... Oh, yeah, she has, a, she has a wonderful voice. Yes. and She the, has a great talent. Yeah. So, uh, so you associate that, fancy, with music that is intelligent at the moment. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, she's she's a huge su- success, of yes. course. Yes, yes. So I mean, uh, I guess that would be when you ask me that would be the first person that would come to mind. Okay. Because I have all her <laughs> CDs and uh-huh, and uh-huh. I do I have seen her in different cities, including Vancouver. Oh, you got you you saw her too. Yes, I've seen her and very close. Okay, okay. Yeah. You got a signature, an autograph. Um, I. I I don't think I have her signature. Okay. Um, but because uh, it's very, I don't know that she gives out signatures just like that. Okay. Um, I think, and the way that the uh, and it's hard to approach uh, these artists. Uh, the, yeah, uh, even if you are in the first lane, there is a barrier. Exactly. Yes. That yes. you cannot cross. Exactly. Yes. Unless she comes down, like you know, um, some other people that do. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, the, the huge crowds, I guess, that come to see these artists. Uh, yeah, the, uh, there's the, a huge uh, crowd. <laughs> 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 If they get too excited, it becomes dangerous. Uh, that's true. That's true. And then I guess nowadays, with, you know, they don't want to spread anything around or, also, the, yes. you know, too much hand touching and, yes. you know, then the, she'd have to be constantly washing her hands, perhaps. I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, did she, she still gave concerts, if I can say, when she, uh, during this COVID uh, um, yes. period? Yes, I did see her in uh, Las Vegas, actually, in December. Okay. And um, it was, uh, the concert was very good. I mean, and the whole, the audience was as if there was no COVID. The COVID was outside. It wasn't inside the uh, Okay. The concert People area. were not wearing masks. Yeah, There was not the, one uh, person wearing a mask. Not one. Great. And everyone great. was uh, very close to each other. Okay. okay. You know, like there's no empty seats. Okay. So, so there was no six feet distancing. There was there's no room for six feet. So yeah. they, they already moved on, if I can say. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Once you're inside, you're it, it's a different world. It's, okay. it's, it's the world that we used to know two years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
And uh, nobody got gravely sick, if I can see from that concert. I never heard a thing. Yes. And I was talking to many people that I didn't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and some were very, like, professional. Like, I talked to a doctor from Scottsdale. Yes. So I didn't seem that they were, uh, nobody seemed to be worried. Yes. Uh, about that. Yeah. I mean, mm. uh, this in, in the in United States, they seem to move on faster than in Canada concerning COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think so because well, you're, we're, we're a bit backward. Yeah, uh, you're right very now compared to United States now. Yeah, it seems that we just crossed the border to the states and uh, we have the impression to be back to normal or the. Uh, yes. Well, well, here uh, we're all st- still uh, afraid, you know, uh, of uh, of a bug that does not exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> so. Uh, so. So you uh, so you, your love your love for music is uh, stayed with country music, if I can say, um, since uh, all that time. Yes, but like I do listen to other uh, like there's a group that I like that is uh, international. It's called Il Divo. Yes, and they sing a mixture of classical music plus some like modern ballads. Yes, and I follow them very closely as well. Yes. So they are very popular, also. Yes. Yes, and I've seen yes. them many times, and I was really sad to hear when one of the members uh, passed away ah. unexpectedly, be- just before Christmas this year. Yes. Well, I mean, it's twenty twenty two, so just before Christmas of twenty one. Oh. So December, I would say. What happened to this? Uh, he, to this man? I think he, uh, Carlos, he died. Um, I think it was in England. They were starting their Christmas tour or the first tour. Of since they were, you know, not on tour for the last two years. And, well, all they say on the news is, is that he did get contract COVID. Oh. And um, he didn't make it. Wow. So they were going to try and move him to Spain because he is a Spaniard. Okay. But um, he wasn't uh, stable to be moved. Uh-uh. And he so, was stuck in France. Uh, England. In England. England father, yeah. Okay. And so, uh, England did have the proper protocol, if I can say, to... Uh, Possibly. To, to, uh, to uh, help him to recover from this. Yes, yes. And I got the impression that he was uh, had received all his uh, vaccinations. Oh, so he, he was already vaccinated? Yeah, yeah, I believe he was. Oh, and he got COVID and he died from it? Yes, yes. I don't know. Yes. This is something that uh, makes maybe may make people think uh, about uh, this famous yeah. vaccine mandate. But uh, we're not. Um, uh, but anyway, I I love the uh, the band Father the or the the musical group. Yes. And that kind of music, uh, I think it's a lot of it is very soft, and um, I and had inspiring. Y- yeah. Yes, as expiring, yes, and yes, um, yeah. I did play one or two of their songs at my wedding, so it's very nice, soft, you know, dinner music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're a very special person because you're a nurse. Oh yes. And uh, you live at the uh, American border, close to the American border. I mean, you're, you're really a resourceful person. <laughs> no? So we can ask you a question about what's going on uh, concerning this famous COVID uh, virus and vaccine in hospitals. And uh, we can also ask you what's going on at the border. Uh, sure, uh, yes. Uh, you did attract me, my attention uh, with the border. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but before we go there, before okay. we, before we go there, uh, what would be uh, your advice to young people concerning music? 
Oh, concerning music? Um, well, I would say keep listening or if, you know, if you play an instrument already, keep doing it because I think, I don't know, there's a, a saying that the, the world revolves around or does well with music. Yes. And you can go through life either, you know, kind of dreary or you can go sort of skipping along the way. Yes. Um, it, and make the world not such a, you know, sad place to live in, in spite of everything that's going on. I think uh, music helps, helps the soul breathe. I mean, besides prayer, of course. Yes. I mean, you can, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he who... Uh, <clears throat> Sings praise twice, anyhow. So yes, and and this is this is why I'm uh, I'm doing this podcast uh, because mm. I, I certainly believe in the power of music. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, I'm biased a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm 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 you know fully into classical music, but I like to interview people like you too because uh, I need I need the youth, I guess, to relate to something. Okay. Uh, and uh, you're part, if I could say, of the, the, the normal population, if I could <laughs> say, that uh, we have in these countries. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, and uh, yes, I, I, just want to, I just want to attract the youth, if I can say, at uh, listening, to getting involved, I can say, the, uh, getting exposed to classical music. But, you know, they, they, they're, they're all exposed to rock music everywhere. I mean, the next step could could be to listen to country country music. The next step would be could be to listen to El Divo and uh, and eventually listen to the the, the, the great uh, opera. <laughs> hey, that, that that would be your next step for you, Laura. <laughs> that, that could be. I mean, I I do appreciate some classical music, Father. I just I guess I don't go out of my way. But if I were to pick someone, you know, if you had a, a whole bunch of records to say pick one, I'd probably pick a Mozart or a Beethoven. Okay, those are the two that I would actually go to first. Okay. Um, yes, yes, you certainly have good taste. Oh, uh, thank you, have you. A good you have a good instinct. They yeah. are, I think, they are the two most popular composers of, in the, of the classical uh, yeah. music world. Uh, Mozart is very cheerful. Beethoven is very passionate. Yeah, kind of romantic. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's the one that broke, if I can say, the uh, all the barriers, all the uh, all the standards <laughs> of uh, <laughs> of the previous classical era to break into the romantic world. Uh, yeah. So uh, yes, it's. Uh, they were doing a, a a survey in Australia. ABC Classic mm-hmm. was doing a survey, if I see, with the population. Every year they do this, and they ask the population what is their favorite piece of music. Okay. And uh, they compile everything, and they uh, and uh, and very often Beethoven comes at the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mozart is not. Is not is, I yeah. mean, it, it's sometimes it's Mozart, sometimes it's Beethoven. It's uh, sometimes it's another one, but uh, Mozart and Beethoven are the one that uh, come on top. If I can say the, the, the most often. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that, that's good. To, that's yes. good to hear, Father. Yes, yes. I mean, you cannot go wrong with these yeah. two. To yeah. me, you cannot go wrong with these two. They they, they are very uh, fantastic to listen to. Um. So you're a nurse. Yes, father. Okay, yeah. and you live at the at uh, close to the border. Yeah. I mean, country music is is uh, very appropriate, if I can say, to your state. Yes. New, New Mexico. This yes. It's a state where you have a lot of ranchers, of horses, yes. of cowboys. Right. So country music is is just the uh, the music uh, that everybody is in in this area. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
uh, you were talking about what's going on at the border. Uh, could you describe that a little bit to us? Well, I mean, it, we did live in El Paso for a couple years, so the border is right there. And, well, there's at least, what, two million people that live in El Paso and then maybe three or more living in Juarez. So between the two cities, there is a wall that you can see through. Okay, um, the kind of wall that Trump uh, built. Like. Okay, uh, I kind, think kind, kind of pillars uh, that, uh, that uh, let you see through? It, yeah, it's kind of a, it's sort of like a screen, a black screen okay. that you can see through. And I think... Is it, how high is it? Oh, in some places it's, it's very high. Okay. Like, I mean... So it's not easy to cross? Yeah, that's a lot of climbing, Okay. I would say. And it okay. does space uh, pretty much the entire lower part of El Paso, um, and then it just stops. There is an end to that wall, and so people could go to the end and just go around it. Okay, okay. But during right through the city, there is this wall Okay. Um, that you can see right through. So you can see, even from the Society Church in El Paso, you can see from the um, the church uh, steps, Okay. you can see Juarez. Okay. And it is a big difference between there, you know, the other side and the so one Juarez side. So Juarez is on the Mexican side? Yes, that's the Mex Mexican side. And okay. it's very, and very big. <laughs> okay, and El yeah. Paso is... is uh, on the on north. The, on the uh, American side. Yes, El Paso's the... Um, yeah. <laughs> El Paso kind of, like, they say they are, you know, geographically, it's Texas, but El Paso is its own little world. They There's El Paso... And then there's Texas, even though El Paso is supposed to be part of Texas. They okay. think their own, they, they are their own little country or state, whatever. Okay. And then there's uh, New Mexico on the other side. Okay. Beside them. Okay, but the, the El Paso is, is in, Texas. Is in, you know, officially. Officially Texas. is Texas. Okay, but r right at the edge. Yes, right of, at the edge. Uh, of uh, Texas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And. Uh, I mean, uh, that's pretty much the, the, the west of the, of the border between the United States. Is it, is it the center, the, the east, the, oh. the, the west of the... Oh, yes, I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I would say it's mostly on the, the western part, though Texas is pretty, pretty big, but El Paso, I would say, is west okay. because they are an hour behind us in time. Okay. So... Um, Uh, but it's not like far west like um, California. Okay. Though California is, you know, there's there's New Mexico and then and and uh, Arizona and then California. Okay. So I guess that's two or three states. Okay. I have to think about that. Okay. Yeah. So we hear a lot about uh, illegal immigrants that are passing. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, you know, through this border, uh, they're just flowing in without being stopped. Uh, that are coming from uh, South America. Or even Mexico, uh, where are they crossing mostly? Are they crossing mostly on the east side, on the west side? Oh, where, where, where yeah, are they crossing? Exactly? they in order to cross safely with a, a guide or whatnot, uh, you need to cross on the um, the west side. The west side would be yeah. more secure. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, it would be safer. They probably won't. The smugglers will bring you to the west side because the east side is where the drug lords are bringing in their drugs. And um, they don't want um, attention to the east side. 
okay. where they're where they're crossing because that that would bring more yeah you know, of course more attention. If too, if too many people see them, too many the people, moment, yeah, too many witnesses. Yeah, they can't cross without being noticed or okay. stopped. Okay, so if yeah. they see some witnesses, they're just going to kill them. Um, yes, yes, that would that would make sense. Yeah, they would not just just to make sure that uh, yeah. they, nobody uh, can identify them. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to cross safely, you go to the west. The west side, yes. They, they do have some mountain mountainous regions there. Um, the Juarez does have the uh, their local police, but um, there are deals that are made when there's too many people crossing and the U.S. side can't house them. them. Yeah, process yeah. them as quick enough. Then they'll make a deal with the the Mexican police and. Um, they those police will be seen you can see them near the the river the rio the little rio grande or whatever the little river there okay um and won't let those uh illegals cross certain days um but i'm pretty sure there is a deal like there's there's money involved okay. and then no one will be crossing that day or at that time okay there yeah. are days when they can cross and there are days that they y- when they cannot cross yes <coughs> there are depending, days depending on how much we pay them if i said to keep the people yeah. on the other side yeah Yeah, that's true. That is that's a regular thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they can't. I, I mean, there's. I'm sure there's a few that can kind of figure out how how to cross, but it's you know usually they are, they land in the river and um, they'll get picked up quite okay. easily. Yeah, because you know. Oh, there's already patrol on the on the river. There is there is the patrol. Um, so the they don't have patrol. the time. They don't have the time. They don't have the time to cross the river without being picked up by uh, yeah, one of the yeah, uh, they, patrol boats. <laughs> well, there's uh, I, the boats are too big to on this little river. I mean, okay, unless it's being flooded. But um, yeah, it's a I guess it's a little stream or something. But yeah, they just need to s- swim back. We tell them to swim back or come on over, and we'll pick them up, and then we'll we'll normally we used to take them back. Okay, but. Things have changed in the last few years where everyone who's showing up is able to cross okay. if they say the and correct stay. things. Yeah, and correct things. They have to say the, like, I'm feared for my life or something like that. And, um, uh, yeah, and then they need, uh, they usually have prepared the, when they're being smuggled across, they're being told what to say. So mm-hmm. they're afraid for their life and they have somewhere to go. Mm. So as long as they have an a- address, they usually get processed. Mm. And then we put them on planes trains or buses mm-hmm. and we send them to wherever they are supposed to go okay and uh, we process them as quickly as possible mm. so how many people are there crossing the, the, that border like this there, there's I'm gonna say thousands daily and that's just one section okay um, I do where remember yeah where where I am yeah. um, I sometimes when I'm going to mass I can see people along the line mm trying to talk to somebody because that uh, that fence at different uh, areas there is a door or, or uh, that you can open yes to let them in if, if you need be I don't now I don't know that they let them in they might just you know officially talk to them okay. but the the wall does end at both ends either the east or the west okay so yeah so they can uh, uh, my husband had told me one Christmas I think it was Before COVID, so that would be 2019, Christmas Day 2019. There was only like, for the whole sector, there's only two guys working that day. And there was 200 people waiting, coming around. So uh, that's just one time. Okay. So 
there is 24 hours. People are always crossing. Mm. So um, there was another time my husband told me that uh, El Paso sector had 5,000 in their gates. Mm. And they had to move them quick because there was going to be a riot pretty soon. Because they, when they get here, they demand everything. Food, water, clothing. Yes, they uh, they um, are they respectful? Or are they taking everything for granted? I, I think now the majority they expect that they need the service that they are they are owed. Okay. Um, there are a few that are grateful because um, not everyone's, you know. Not everyone is is, is rude. Is rude, yeah. yes. Yeah. But their demands are high, and they know that they're going to get something, especially now. Okay. In in more recent years, um, there was a union guy that was uh, talking to my uh, talking to some of the students that were training to be border, and he told them that for every man, woman, and two kids that cross, the government was giving them four hundred fifty thousand every six months, and that includes food, water, clothing, health care, and an income, and somewhere to go, somewhere to live. 450000 U.S. dollars every six months. Oh, that's good. And, I yes. Mean, I should, uh, that's, a good, that's a good payout for well, coming. Yeah, that's, that, that's pretty good. For I showing should, up. I should, yeah, <laughs> I should, I should uh, you know, uh, get on the list, uh, you know, uh, as someone yeah. that is uh, running for my life from Canada. Yeah, you have, to, <laughs> you have to say you're afraid for your life. And even when... I was living in Washington State. Um, there was a girl that tried to cross um, through the Peace Arch Park and got picked up. And she was saying that she was afraid for her life from the Canadian government. And I was, she was afraid they would give her a job, <laughs> is what she said. Oh. <laughs> did she, did she, uh, was she accepted? Was she, did she cross? No, they, they was not good enough I don't think she's, I don't think it was quite good enough. They, they had to reroute her back home or ah. back wherever she came from. But, ah. so sad, um, yeah, it's very sad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You were mentioning that your husband uh, is involved, if I can say, at uh, moving these uh, refugees uh, back and forth. Yes, every, yeah. Uh, years ago, he would, he would, uh, well, in Tucson, he would he would drive the buses back. That's when we had to send everyone back. Yes. And they would put, you know, like pack 50 people in a bus or more, like as many as they could. Okay. The, the, I guess the stalls that or places where you process them, they're sort of like jail stalls or whatever. They do separate the, uh, the men and the women trying to figure out who everybody is. But everyone is fed. Um, if anyone thinks that they're not, um, you know, Burger King has a deal with the, the Border Patrol, at least in Tucson. I just come from Burger King. Yeah. It's not too bad. You know, yes, the, yes. The, the, the fish burger is not too bad. <laughs> it's not only McDonald's that can give you a fish burger. Yeah, but yes. Burger King is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the bun is pretty good. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was impressed. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't feel, uh, you know, uh, as much discomfort as when I go to McDonald's. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Uh, but anyway, uh, so they're fed. Th- they're well fed. Um, yeah, so uh, they are. They are processed. They're fed, and then if they need to go to the doctor, or whatever the hospital, of course, um, there are some uh, border people that are are medical. Okay. That uh, they can come to the scene or assess them quickly, or you know, and then send them where they need to go. Okay. Whether it's the hospital, because some people come and they haven't drank for days. Mm. And they end up in the hospital. They have kidney failure or whatnot. Um, I mean, uh, not everybody comes, um, you know, 
well packaged. Yes. Um, there are people that fly into Juarez and they come across with their brand new suitcases. They let they have left everything behind from whatever country they've been to. Mm. I've seen them at the outlet mall, mm. and um, I know that they've just crossed. That they, you know, people aren't walking around with, with suitcases so close to the border. Yeah. That they haven't just crossed. Mm. So, yeah. but thousands. There's a lot of people been crossing for the last few years. Okay, and uh, most of them are, are are most of them staying in in El Paso, or the um, the special of the place. Most are not. Um, there has been a lot of reports where they are being flown out, especially at night, to, uh, and maybe smaller airports to different parts of the country. Okay. Um, so they they're dispatched when I see uh, in all in all places. In all places, and there's there's articles online that talk about it, especially like Fox News has picked up some information and has posted that. But I don't know if too many people are are reading those articles or paying a lot of attention to it because okay. it's not affecting them as much. Mm. Okay. Uh, did you notice an increase of criminality in El Paso since in the, in the past two years? Um, there is crime. Um, I guess I don't live in those areas that are, I live in a gated area, so I, do, I guess I don't see it as much, but, um, I did, uh, well, a neighbor told me that she, um, I don't know if it's her or her brother had, had gone down to Juarez just to go to eat. And, um, and I know it's a little bit off track here, but she was going to meet her daughter there. They were all Americans. And I guess they were held up at gunpoint and their car was taken away. Mm. So um, stuff like that happened there. I know that uh, a coworker of my husband's who lives in El Paso, uh, he went to work one morning and his wife was alone. Mm -hmm. seven, I think he works at seven. And then there's these people, I guess they were watching their house. Mm. And that wasn't far from my house getting mm. ready to break down the door because mm. I guess they knew that he might have some guns or whatever, but they didn't know she was at home. But luckily she had two dogs. So um, they were they were able to, you know, so the chase dogs, some ways. The so dogs so saved so the her. Dog sa saved, yeah. Saved her. Yeah, okay. but they waited till he was gone. Okay. So I, I'm saying that there is crime there, but I guess it depends on what area of the city you live in. And I do know that the local police... Uh, the last I checked, they were pretty um, kind of good to make somewhat, the era is, is somewhat peaceful, like, uh, it, okay. or it appears to be peaceful, Okay. At, at least during the day. So if you don't go in the wrong places or the wrong areas of town, you should be fine. Um, there's a big mountain behind where I, I lived on the west side, and I mean, they, they found dead bodies up there. They just throw them off the side of the road. Mm. Um, so... I'm sure it was the cartels. So, so even in the West, if I can see, there's uh, there's an increase of criminality. Yes, there is. I guess I just not exposed to it, or I avoid those areas. Like yes. certain p times of the day, you don't want to be, you know, near the university, p perhaps, or at least not alone. Mm. Um, but I think it's good to be in a gated area, or maybe further up, closer to the mountains, actually a safer area. The, the eastern side, especially the northeast, is probably more dangerous because okay. some of their windows have those um, those metal, um, so you can't get out either, but yeah, the, the, metal, the metal post, uh, I guess. The drills. Oh. Yeah, the yeah. drills. They, yeah. A lot of them, when you see that, usually that's probably, you know, they're trying to 
lock yeah. themselves in, but then you can't get out if there's a fire or something. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really like that as much, but closer up to the mountains, those homes are more expensive, and but those are also gated. Mm. So they're, they're, I guess, somewhat safer, though someone could potentially get in there mm. because it, I've, I've again heard another story about a a coworker who uh, whose house they were trying to get robbed, but he had a you know um, a camera, a camera, and he was armed, and he's <laughs> so <laughs> run he saw, after them. <laughs> yeah. So he saw them. He saw them coming. Yeah, he the, saw them coming, and, and uh, he didn't he open. Ready. Yeah, yeah, they had guns, but he had his gun in his back, mm-hmm. ready to you know. And I guess they weren't they weren't aware that he was waiting for them. So I don't think he'll be robbed for. For some time now, I think he's somewhat more secure because they know he's ready for them. Okay, so please pass the word. Yeah. Uh, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, I must say, for from the traditional standpoint, the society does have a church there near yes. this, and um, it is the people are very nice. Yes. Um, you are an hour and a half from the monastery. Yes. Uh, where the brothers are. Um, so. I mean, you must have some beggars if I could say, that come and knock at the door to uh, to uh, get something. I, I, yeah, but I don't see so much of that. Well, though I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Yeah, there are some, I, I guess, across the street, every now and then they'll ask the people that are parking for okay. something. Okay. So that does happen, but yeah. not, not really at the door. I've never asked Father if they've had any... Um, Okay, but Beggars. the government is taking care of, uh, of all these. Uh, I yeah, I th- I believe so. Oh, the legals—they are well taken care of. They're, yeah, they're they're well taken. Yeah, because um, they get you know again they get divided up. I when I get on the airplane in El Paso, usually half the plane is full of illegals, mm. and they get on. They usually sit near the back of the plane, mm. and they don't obviously they don't need their passports or anything like that. They just they they are they get through security. It's just it's. It, they get through in huge groups. Okay. You know they're illegal because they don't have anything. Okay. Nothing that they don't go through the checkpoints like we do. They go through the special aid. <laughs> okay. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Such is life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the, the the you have a little wall, but not very long. Okay. Well, I mean, so El Paso's big, but the wall does end. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so they're just passing around. Yeah? Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they have to walk a little bit to get to, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, uh, as a nurse, uh, containing this uh, COVID uh, virus and vaccine, uh, do you, you work in hospitals? Uh, I, I have been, but lately, since COVID started, I haven't worked in the hospital. So I usually worked at, um, testing facilities. Oh, just testing facilities. Yeah, for different, uh, like I just finished a contract with Mayo Clinic. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So, uh, uh... So, ha- so <laughs> what's, ha- what's happening at the, this <laughs> testing uh, facility? Are they, is everybody testing positive? Is everybody, um, uh, why, why? Uh, is everybody uh, getting tes- tested out of fear? Is what, uh, how, many, how many people do you see, if I can say? Uh, well, um, I was, we were doing te- a lot of testing. I think they were testing for over a year before they needed a help 
because uh, the numbers they thought were going down and then they went up in the fall. Mm. Uh, I think that's when they were saying this Omicron was coming. That was the latest one at the time. Um, so from September, I think we were testing between five, 600 to 900 a day. And then before Christmas, it did go to 1,500. And then after Christmas, it spiked about 2,700 and up. Not much further, but not quite 3,000. Okay, uh, the people that come to be tested, are they, uh, they, uh, they, are they sick? Or they, oh, what, 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 well. Why, why, why are they coming? Uh, well, I, either. Do, 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 do they really, according to your uh, experience, do they really need to be tested or what? Um. Well, some of them do. I would say, like in the fall, maybe uh, I w- maybe half of them had something. Okay. Or yeah, some symptoms. They had some symptoms. Not all of them were really sick. I think I saw a few that were really sick. Okay. Um, that we were pretty sure they had it. If not, they were. You know, they might have other underlying problems. I had one child that um, he was having some. I think I heard some wheezing and stuff, and I said he needs to go to the hospital like right now. Okay. Like you, you, you shouldn't even like be coming here to get tested and then go home and then find out. Like he needed to be seen. Yeah. He needed okay. an inhaler, or breathing treatment. Okay. That was one child. So I mean, at least half of them, I think, were, were uh, having s- yeah, some symptoms. Um, maybe fifteen uh, percent were actually had COVID. A lot of people um, were getting tested because somebody in the school had been positive so everybody needs to be tested the whole class needs to be ho- tested or the whole football team something like that um okay, but so that they be symptomatic or not yes everybody gets, get yes uh, the whole the whole place uh, uh, daycare somebody gets sick that's it everyone has to get tested but you were just in this testing area you're not uh, administering uh, getting uh, vaccines oh yeah that was the um the next uh you might say the building over that was getting the vaccines. Okay. Um, okay. So they there was uh, a time in the fall where they were getting them, but only like twice a week. I think they were offering the uh, the the booster, and um, and then it kind of kind of died down, and maybe just at the hospital they were offering that. But uh, and then they started doing it again this spring for those who hadn't quite got their booster yet, because I know some people that went. To get their booster. Okay. Um, Among yeah. the, uh, the, the, but uh, I mean, uh, I mean, you're a specialist of the the, the the testing area. Among those that are getting tested, uh, most of them were vaccinated or not. Um, we could, uh, we don't have to ask them whether they are or not. So, okay, okay, um, so you don't know. We don't necessarily know, but I mean, when we pull up their chart, yes, it can say. It can be uploaded. Um, they may have told someone and it had mm. it uploaded t- to their uh, health records. Okay, okay. Um, so I would say a good number were, well, of course, at that time, children, you know, under five are not, uh, uh, still now, I don't think uh, they can get the, any shots. But um, maybe, I'm just guessing, maybe a third to half. There's a good number that are, but Already a lot of people that were yes. coming to be tested. Yes, there's very few that said that they weren't. Um, sometimes I think it's because they're afraid that we will they'll get a sermon from maybe whoever's testing them. Like you know, well, that's this your fault, maybe. But um, <laughs> a lot of people, I had more people tell me that they were uh, vaccinated. I don't know if they were trying to make me feel better that they were, mm. but 
I also had people that came in that were frustrated saying that I did everything I was told and why am I sick? Okay. Is it possible that I I am I have COVID? Okay, okay. And um, they, uh, some of them... In other words, they were vaccinated. Yes, they were yes. vaccinated and boosted or they had the influenza shot and they said, it's not possible, right? And I would have to tell them, well, yes, you can still get it and yes, you can still pass it. Um, so, um, and they said, well, I did all this for nothing. And I'm like, well, no, I don't know. I'm not the right person to be asking. You need to t speak to your doctor. Yes. Um, but, um, let's be prudent here. Yes. Yeah, let's be prudent here. But, um, I would also hear stories where, um, the person that came to get tested was at a party. She was not, and this is all, they just voluntary. They don't have to tell me anything. Um, uh, she was not, uh, most of her family were not, but the two people that, um, uh, that were hosting the party, um, they were the ones who were sick, not them. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for the invitation. Yeah. I yeah, mean. <laughs> so kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, uh, so after Christmas, of course, a lot of people got together and, and a lot, there was a lot of testing going, but I don't think. A but lot. people were did not did not look uh, sicker than before. No, they didn't, and then it dropped very drastically. Like I mean, we went all the way down to 150 people testing a day, and the majority of those people were traveling, travel reasons that they okay. needed to have their okay. their okay. paper, their test results. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think it was it, the numbers were so low. Okay. You know. So they're they're moving on. They, yeah, they're moving, they're moving on. on. So they're if there's something on. else coming up, I'd be. I don't, you know, if it's B6, B, B8 or whatever, or uh, thought, Delta oh Cron or whatever, whatever <laughs> they call it now, maybe something from Star Wars, I'm not sure. Um, whatever is out there now, I, I don't know that <laughs> that's, or, you know, I don't think it's going to be huge. I yes. think it's dying in yes. a way. Yes. Um, I mean, according to experts, uh, I've heard that uh, a virus that uh, loses is... is uh, uh, danger, if I can say, uh, in about two years. Uh, yeah, that would first, make sense. At first, at first it is very uh, dangerous, and then it mutates. Yeah. And from mutation to mutation, at the moment it, be, it becomes uh, inoffensive, if I can say, after two years. Uh, it takes two years, if I can say, to disappear. Uh, which would correspond, if I can say, to what we see right now, the, the situation that we see right now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you, you, have you come across any people that got some uh, adverse effects? Oh the, yes, father. So I did another job in Maryland where I was near. Where I was working at a, a big vaccination center, but I was uh, I was a screener. So I screened people, and um, we asked like very f uh, certain questions, like six questions before we allow them to proceed onward. Um, so uh, I did see from across the room, because it was a big, the Lord and Taylor building in Maryland, um, you could, of course, it's very open. There are nurses in that section too, but I did see some people have seizures. Um, I did see people that were disoriented or confused. Right, right, right yeah. after the vaccine. Yeah, immediately. It was immediate. 
Wow. Um, you know, you find people on the floor. Yeah, usually uh, it takes, uh, I don't know, a few days before they uh, they may have any problem. No? Yeah, yeah, they could, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, immediately. Yeah, it was immediate. Okay, yeah. so you've seen some of these yes. cases. Okay. Yeah. Do they report them? Um, they say they do, um, but I'm... I was one of the supervisors there, and there is a safety committee, and and none of those meetings were was it even talked about mm. that there was an adverse reaction. Okay. So uh, you're supposed to uh, report those, but I have no proof that they said they never said they did. Okay. Or was it even mentioned? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't okay. talked about. Okay. So. So we just wonder what's going on there. Huh? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean. Uh, I had some. Just, we're just speculating. Yeah. yeah, we're speculating. Some some nurses went and got there. Of course, the vaccines are considered free because the government's paying for them. Yes. So any testing that we're doing or giving any shots, um, yeah, they're free. Accordingly, you just sign up and get it, and we make we ask those questions and see if they're you know eligible. Obviously, if they've gotten a shot, you know, just yesterday, we're not supposed to give them another shot. Mm. But I mean, I'm sure there are some people that have tried to do that. Oh yeah, because we've had somebody. This one lady, she said she to got to, the, to get uh, another shot. Uh, another shot. That yeah. c- that that quick. Yeah, that quick. Um, there's one lady who well, had at that moment. Yes. Yes. Okay, at that moment, yes, it may be dangerous. Yes. yes it could, yeah, because we don't know what's going to happen. Okay. So um, there's one lady that had the who got the Johnson Johnson somewhere else, and she said, "Well, that was the wrong one. I didn't want that one. So I'm here for the other one," and okay. we are offering Pfizer but at that time you're not supposed to mix we call them those cocktails yes we're not supposed to give cocktails out mm. and so you know when they say that then I have to turn them around mm. but I think she was she ha- was there with somebody else and I think she was going to try and still get it anyway mm. but we were we were not allowed with the state to yeah, to do you, that the Johnson and Johnson you're the, it's only one dose yes I guess yes yeah. Well, the others are two doses. Yeah, the others are two doses. I do d- think that they are trying to come up with a booster for the Johnson & Johnson. Okay. But I don't think, at that time, of course, th- that didn't exist. But mm-hmm. the, yes, the others are two doses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, uh, you're living in the States. They're, they're moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, you might <laughs> no say more, that. No more masks, no more uh, mandates. Uh, but uh, they still keep the, the the international mandate. You cannot travel internationally without uh, being vaccinated. Um, yeah, that's that seems to be what it is. I mean, of course, they do stress the, uh, you know, you have to get tested 72 hours before you leave the country. Mm. And then you need to be tested there and then when you come back. So, so just tested? Uh, at least but tested. They're, they really, they seem to want those papers more, though I think they but do I mean, want you, the cards. But you, you need to be vaccinated or you, uh, you just need to be tested um, if you travel from the States? I think if, well, if you're traveling to, I don't, oh, within the States, they never ask for that. Okay. So that's pretty good. So that would include, I think, Hawaii, unless they've changed their minds about that. Um, but they were, Hawaii, you did need to uh, get a, I thought you needed to get a negative COVID test. Well, yes, but I'd have to check uh, that. It's, uh, there's a bit of travel there. Yeah, right? there is a bit of travel. <laughs> okay, it's not really connected to the to the homeland. Yeah, no. but I do know that people that go like when you're on land, seems to, things seem to be a bit better. Like I know some people that went to Juarez, and I don't think they seem to need any testing or 
uh, you know, vaccine requirements. Not that I heard of. Okay, okay. I'll have to ask a few more people. But I knew some somebody who went across, and I don't think they asked her for anything. And she crosses every week. <laughs> okay, to go to Mexico. With yeah, them, Mexico. Sure. And Mexico that's land. Them. So okay. Okay. I think they're stricter with air. Yeah, um, in Canada, yes. Yeah, I think they're stricter with air. And then I heard some stories where <laughs> in in Mexico, I've heard some true stories where, like, you know, you have to get tested before you come back in or whatever. And if your thing was positive, well, you just have to pay. and They write you the uh, negative test. You, they just fill out the paper and you'd be fine. Oh, that's great. So that does happen down south, but you, you have to pay. Okay, uh, you pay the, the the Mexican for that. Yes, wherever you got your test. Mm, like okay, okay, okay. I've heard that that has happened to some people. Okay. And those people, I think, one person I knew was going to Canada, and the other one was maybe to the states. Yeah. So anyway, um, they will. You just have to pay. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> That's probably business. not the way right way to do that. A lot of business going on there. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it was faulty test anyway. Who knows. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, 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 to your knowledge, if I can see, people are, are getting uh, less. We're getting less tested, if I can say, at uh, at your center where you're working, which oh, yes. is a sign, which is a sign that people uh, uh, don't feel sick. They don't. Uh, they don't. Uh, they're not yeah. afraid, if I can say, of uh, of the virus anymore, mm -hmm. and are ready to move on. Yes, I, I think. Uh, up here, I noticed that, you know, a lot of people are still wearing masks, um, maybe two or three masks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You've seen that? You've seen that? Uh, I've heard about it. I've seen two, but I haven't seen quite, well, quite three unless some people tend to wear the N95s. Nurses seem to do this. They put an N95 on and then they put the blue mask on top of that. So I don't know if they have anything else underneath that. That could be two plus one. I don't know. Okay. But I've heard that some people do wear three and I was like, oh, that I just aye, can't. Aye, aye. That must be uh, painful to work with that when you say all day. No? Uh, yes. Well, even with me wearing one mask, I mean, I was getting some um, advice from coworkers saying that I wasn't fully protected because they felt like was was you know I may still get the virus yeah and I should wear at least two well uh, yes you're working at the t testing area you're dealing yeah. with people that may be sick yes so uh, you have to protect yourself yes but if it if it ever turns happens where like like I've had people that I know people that have gotten sick even if they were there but we were assured by occupational health that that is a very safe place. So I'm not quite sure where to draw the line. I, I think they didn't want to pay the nurses if they got sick, because then you have to be off. If you tested positive, you were initially supposed to be off like 10 days. Well, now it's five, and I think they might have changed it again, depending on, on your symptoms. Okay, and, and uh, your pay, you have a... a, a a paid sick leave, I suppose. Um, yes, on. but they're trying to say that if you didn't get that COVID there, then they don't have to pay you at all. And how would they know? Uh, they don't know. They they would want you to have some kind of letter written because they assured me that it, it's very safe. The COVID testing site is very safe. And I was like, no, no, no. That's where everyone comes. Exactly. Yes. I mean, if you're going to catch something, it's going to be there. Yeah, that's what I would think. But I already had some nurses tell me that there's no way. And uh, how can it be secure? Uh, do you have a special ventilation? What, what, uh, how, oh, do, how, how do you make well, it secure? Yes, that is right. They do have these big tubes where they have the air vents pulling the air out. 
Okay. In the different rooms, so okay. I believe that does help. Yes. Um, to a uh, to a certain extent, but it's not like a negative pressure room like in a hospital. Like if you had TB, you would be wearing the N95s that is fitted to your face. Okay. You don't just pop it on and say, "Oh, there we go." No, it you get the right size for your face, and then you're in that certain room. That would be the safest room of all. Okay. So I don't think that that's technically possible in the rooms that we're working in, but it is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. I think outside might be best. I mean, you you, uh, you I mean, you did not did you get sick? If I can say working there, um, I did get sick, or they they said I got sick because I had to get tested at one point or another, and I ended up getting a positive test, which okay. I was very disappointed because I wanted to cross the border, and you can't cross when you're like <laughs> positive, so I had to wait ten days. Okay. So they they did put me off of work. Okay. At that time. But I mean, did you did you have any symptoms? Well, I mean, when they tested me, I didn't think I was sick. But I guess the the idea they say you're sick, then you start believing it a little bit. Oh, maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> did you become sick? <laughs> well, I didn't have a fever, and I certainly didn't have a cough. You didn't. So, you had the cough. No. You no cough. No, no fever. cough. no fever. No. Yeah, but I was but, pretty but, tired, so maybe that's a symptom. But I mean, we're all tired at some point in our lives. Yes, I yeah. mean, uh, I mean, if you had no fever and no cough, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, they say that uh, you may go through this virus, if I could say, in a symptom, in an asymptomatic uh, it, way. Like. That's correct. Yeah, that's which means, right. Which, which means you have a pretty good uh, immune system. Um, yes, but now they're telling me, like people were saying that my immune system was supposed to be gone in three months, but I think it's still there. <laughs> Yes, I mean you're not. Uh, you you still uh, you know in good shape. Yes. You're not. Uh, uh, you are not uh, getting sick uh, in, in repetition. No. Yeah, that's right. Right, and I know some people that um, who had uh, you know been boosted or whatever, or at least had two shots. They they've been sick twice already. Okay, and I've, not you. No, not that I know of, and I haven't been tested lately. They don't yeah. want. They don't seem to want to test their own staff on a regular basis, which I found rather strange. Mm. Um, uh, other places where I, you know, I used to work for Warner Brothers, they tested us once a week, whether we were sick or not. Mm. Well, we shouldn't be sick, but I mean, they did weekly testing. But there, they didn't feel like we needed to be tested every week, and I thought that was really odd mm. that they did not require that. Especially if you're working as a team. Yes, as a team, and most of us are out on the floor. Because mm. there are some nurses that are working in the office and they process the orders, mm. but the majority of us are out out in our rooms, and mm. we're you know we're going from room to room. We're mm. actually we're moving around quite a bit. Mm. Uh, we have our our shield on, we have our mask on, we have our gown on. Um, I mean, we're all covered, but you know, um, it's it's you know it's we're around a lot of people. Well, yes. It's mm. yeah. Yeah, a so lot if, of people. If, 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 if someone needs to be protected, it's you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And and tested also, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank God uh, <laughs> you're in good shape. <laughs> thank you, thank God. Thank God you did not get sick. Thank God you're in good shape. <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah, I think it, we're, we're lucky as well as, you know, having, you know, maybe some good genes or, you know, good health practices. I mean, I, I. Of course, I'm just not going to throw myself out there just just for you know the heck of it. Mm. But uh, I I think all the n- nurses in general they're 
exposed to a lot of stuff, especially in hospitals, because mm. there, there's the regular viruses and infections there too. Mm. And even with clean, cleanliness, I mean, I think we're exposed to a lot of stuff. Yes. Uh, I mean, all these uh, health workers are mm. uh, heroes. Uh, right. You know, they were all on the front line, if I can say, two years ago. And, right. Uh, there was no vaccine. There was no, uh, people didn't know, if I can say, what, how to protect themselves. Yes, what else that, to take, yeah. Uh, with this virus. And uh, most of them got it. Most of them got it. They Most of them recovered from it. Correct, yeah. And they developed a natural immunity. Right. And uh, and when the, the, the vaccine came, suddenly these people were uh, all villains for refusing to be to get vaccinated, <laughs> which which is ridiculous. If I can, they already have their uh, natural immunity. They, uh, they, they they were heroes. If I can say one year ago, and uh, they become all villains. It's, it it was completely ridiculous. <clears throat> yes, yes, I I I, th- I believe that natural immunity is the best. Um, I just feel like it should be your choice whether you get a vaccine or not. Yes, um, yes. I know someone, I got, uh, I came across uh, someone uh, uh, on the internet uh, that agreed with uh, her friend. Okay, her friend is vaccinated and she and herself is not vaccinated. Uh, Liz Wheeler. I don't know if you know, you know Liz, Liz Wheeler. Um, she's an excellent uh, journalist. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, both of them agreed, you know, to get, uh, to have their immunity tested, for instance, on a regular basis. Okay. Once a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, to see uh, who is lasting the longest. <laughs> <laughs> who, has, who has the best immunity and who is, la- who is lasting, the lo- la- lasting the longest. Okay. Okay. And so far, so good. I mean, uh, natural immunity is just, uh, they're, they're so far... They're equal. So far, they uh, they they both have immunity, and they, uh, they 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 both have it at a good level. So time will tell, if I can say. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I mean, they don't, you know, listen to uh, Doctor So and So, supposedly specialist that knows everything about about the future. They just mm-hmm. she just they just want to to know by experience, like say. Uh, how uh, reality uh, truly is. Yeah. So, and um, yes, I'm glad that you're uh, you're in good shape. <laughs> glad that you're in good shape. Uh, to come back to music, uh, do you see <coughs> you see any difference between uh, Canada and United States? And uh, music-wise? Yes. Oh, I've lived in the states a long time. Um, It's hard to say. I just I don't know if I have a a clear answer to that one. I'm thinking. Yeah, like we're, pre- we're pretty much the same. I think. Yeah, yeah I, much Americanized. Yeah, I don't know if there's there's slightly different. I think I always feel Canada's more laid back, so they may not listen to everything the United States listens to. But then I may, you know, I'm only in so many circles, Father. So okay, okay, okay. Um, I feel like I've been at work too long, and of course they don't really want you to listen to anything. <laughs> <laughs> at work, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, of course you have to focus on what you're doing. Of course, yes, yes, yes. But uh, not everybody is listening to El Divo when they are uh, testing people. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, when we t- we're testing kids, like <coughs> some of us would would put some children's tunes on, yes. so the kids weren't aren't as soon as they see the building, some of them are already screaming because mm. they're they're terrified, and we don't want it, it to be a bad environment. 
okay, uh, so for you, anybody. So you're not playing, if I could say, uh, you know, uh, heavy metal. Oh, yes, yes. We're not. No, no, we're not. <laughs> but, I mean, I uh, I did have some country tunes on for uh, in one of my rooms just, just to lighten the mood. So, yes. Because some people are nervous coming, someone, a stranger sticking a, something up their nose and, you know, what are they going to do to, you know, they feel some friend has told them it's going to hurt a lot or whatever. Yes. And so if I go from room to room, I'm not in the room as soon as they come in. So they're sitting there waiting, and I think the tension is mounting. I want, I'm trying to make the air light. Yes. So if I have something soft going, exactly yes, uh, playing. Um, yes. Uh, I also have play Michael Bublé. Yes. <laughs> okay, so he has that's, some soft tunes. Okay, that's another of, of your favorite. Yes, I guess. yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, how many CDs? You have already CDs also? Uh, no, actually, I have maybe one. Oh, just one. Yes, but I plan to buy his latest that dropped uh, on Friday. Uh, March 25th, ah, the latest okay. one. Yes, yes, you came to uh, shop a little bit, huh? Yes. So, so it may be on your shopping list right now. Yes, yes, when I, especially when I return to the States. I think it might be cheaper there. <laughs> 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 but when they're, w- when I go into the room, the mood is lighter. Yes. And I think that's so important uh, for people because a lot of people, I mean, they say they have to get tested, which is true, but some of them feel like they're being forced to, you know, yeah. Oh, because my cousin's whatever brothers was around someone who was positive, and here I am. You know, my mm. life is upside down because of that, and I can't go back to work until I get this test done. Mm. So that's that's kind of stressful. Yes, it's kind yeah. of uh, frustrating also for those that are not vaccinated. Uh, I know uh, a person, a teacher in Canada, uh, and all the children are vaccinated in the classroom. And uh, regularly, if I can see one of them tests positive, right. and she's not vaccinated, yeah. and because of that, she has to, uh, you know, leave her position for two weeks, you know, quarantine for two weeks, oh, uh, okay. because someone else tests positive. Yes. She has been in contact with someone else that is testing positive, yeah. and that someone else has been vaccinated, and when she's in perfect good shape, uh, being unvaccinated, and she has to suffer the price, if I can say, for uh, for this. It's, uh, it's it's a bit frustrating. Yeah, it's a bit frustrating. I mean, because um, there are certain rules that are out of your hands that are in place that she has to follow. Mm. I mean, but if she's even concerned about her health, I mean, the there is this magic uh, potion, you might say, or those pills that you need should or vitamins that you should be taking on a regular basis. Oh, what, what do you take? Oh, well. What do well, you take to be healthy? What do you take? Well, I usually, well, I don't take too many vitamins on a regular basis. I should, but vitamin C is at the top. Yes, vitamin but C, if yes. you're exposed, um, you like, I mean, you can take one vitamin C a day, but if you're exposed, you should take a thousand uh, milligrams of vitamin C, uh, especially if it's a COVID yes. person that yeah. you're at around least, or you at think least, you, yeah, day, yeah. at yeah. least, um, yeah, and then uh, vitamin D3, yes. you should be taking some of that every day. Yes. Um, yes, I heard that uh, those who died of COVID in hospitals were deficient in yeah. the vitamin D. Yeah, and yeah. when you are sick, when you are like moderately to severely sick, mm. uh, your uh, one doctor told me that you're supposed to take a thousand units per pound per day mm-hmm. of vitamin D3. Mm-hmm. So if you're say you're 150 pounds, then you need to take 150,000 units. Of vitamin D three a day for at least five days. Yes, when you're uh, sick, uh, suffering. Uh, yes, when yes, you're suffering. When you're suffering. Yes, yes. I heard the same thing also for vitamin C. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's more vitamin C, but more vitamin C, but more vitamin D, uh, and zinc. 
zinc. Zinc. You need to take uh, 50 to 100 milligrams a day. Yeah. When you're sick. And we're not talking about uh, hydroxychloroquine or uh, ivermectin. Uh, we're just talking about vitamins. Well, yes, yes, that's right. I mean, if okay. if you can get. So they cannot they cannot uh, prohibit, if I can say, the sale of these things. No. <laughs> they cannot. They cannot tell us that there's only the vaccine. Uh, oh, the, 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 these vitamins are prohibited. Uh, yeah. The only way you can uh, save your life is to take the vaccine, not the vitamins. They're not available for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yes. Um, but I mean, there. Uh, these are. I mean, vitamins are over the counter. So, <coughs> and vitamins are supposed to be good for you anyway. Yes. So um, anyone can go and find some and take some. Yes. Um, yes. Um, yes, those other drugs, the uh, hydrochloroquine or the the ivermectin is the other one, the, the yes. number one uh, effective treatment. I mean, it, have you it, tried that? Have I tried it? Have yes, tried I have. It? Yes. Have you seen any difference? Well, have you felt any difference? Uh, yes, I think you get better faster. You know, if you're if you feel you're exposed or sick or whatever. There was one time before Christmas, not this past year, but the year before, where. Um, I was getting, I got some, and I tried some. Okay. And I thought I felt better within 48 hours. Okay. I did not get tested, so I, I can't say for sure that I had it. Okay. But I was certainly around a lot of people, which which all nurses are. Okay. So. Okay. And these, I mean, other people, they got sick at the same time as you, uh, took longer time to recover. Um, But, yeah, but some people I were around, yeah, that's true. But and then those who were those who weren't taking took longer, and those who took some, it was much shorter. Okay. It's also the similar time frame. Okay. Depending on their other uh, comorbidities. Yes. Yeah, and then yes. there's hydrochloroquine as well. So it's one or the other, and if like say someone who's take who has lupus or something, and they take hydrochloroquine anyway, mm. I don't know of one person, those kinds of people who ever gotten sick, so mm. I found that very interesting. People that have lupus. Yeah, and they take hydrochloroquine normally. Okay. I don't know of okay, one that's ever gotten be, sick. Uh, because uh, this, this would Maybe. be a medication for lupus. Yes, that is a medication for lupus, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's a good thing to know. Yeah. Because I know uh, one of my sick calls, if I can say, has, uh, has lupus uh, at the, the old folks' home. Are they taking that? So I don't regular? know. Yeah. I don't know if she's taking that or not. Yeah. I don't know if she's given that. Yeah. Uh, so it would be interesting to that know. That would be one of her regular pills. Because yeah. she, yeah, she says she's feeling uh, worse and worse with time. So I'm yeah. just, I'm just wondering if I can see if, uh, if she's given that or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and usually with with those drugs. Um, so maybe I could tell her if I could say, uh, just pretend you're. Uh, Put some aside for me, though. <laughs> if you feel well, you don't have to take it all. Put some, put some aside yeah. for me. I mean, like I say. Uh, I don't know. I know that there was a doctor in New York. I can't remember his name offhand. And he was an ICU doctor. And 100% of the patients he gave um, in the ICU, I think it was the ivermectin, 100% survival rate. Yes. He, they all made it. And I think, uh, I've yeah. Heard, I've heard the same thing when I see with uh, trying to remember uh, his another name. doctor from, see, from France, uh, south of France, uh, yeah. from Marseille. Yeah. Uh, who was using hydroxychloroquine, yeah. and uh, his death rate was much lower than the one in Paris. Right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, he he got in trouble. They they went after him, if I can say, uh, mm -hmm. trying to sue him, if I can say, to stop him. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, he showed them the data every time. And uh, I mean, Marseille is is a is a is a traveling platform. People mm. come from all over the place from right. uh, from uh, from uh, from Africa from. Uh, And uh, of course, the, 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 the a lot of people are sick, yeah, uh, and uh, he, he did save a lot of life. I could say by, by doing so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I mean, if you can take some some uh, vitamins, it, you have a better and early. Yeah. So early treatment is very important. <coughs> yeah. So far, I just work with the vitamins. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so far, so good. Right. So far, so good. I got it. I got the the, the COVID myself. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it did hit me hard because I was tired at the time. Okay. So my immune system was not that good when I when it hit me. Uh, I did recover, and since then, uh, you know, I look uh, people around. Uh, they're still getting sick, but not me. <laughs> Do you feel stronger, Father? Do you feel like a sense of, I don't know renewed energy after it happened like when you got better oh it took it took time okay it took time as i say it did me it did hit me hard it took me something like two months to recover okay okay i had fever at the beginning for three days and then the cough would last something like one month oh dear okay and then uh and then another month if i can say to right. feel that i'm back to normal okay okay uh but since that time uh i'm back on track okay That's good. That's good. And they say, and they say that it's dangerous to get the vaccine if you already got COVID, because uh, the reaction is going to be stronger than if you did not get the virus before. Yes, I I do believe that. Um, but a lot of people, like in the United States, they don't. Mm. They they push the vaccine. Uh, I think you, there's a waiting period. I can't remember if it's two or three weeks. You got to wait. Mm. And they they insist on it. Even those who have anaphylactic reactions to the first vaccine, I had someone coming to get tested weekly because that's what he had to do for his job. Mm. And he and they said, when are you going to get the second shot? He's like, I don't think so because <laughs> the first one almost killed me. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, they they're but they are insisting no matter what. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah. Past a certain point, it's my life, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you, only one, you have only one life. You have only one life, and <coughs> um, like I had, like, would would like to please everybody, love, but uh, I have only one life. Yeah, that's right, and mm. it's only it's really up to you. I mean, there's no suing for the drug companies. You can't mm. sue them. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So thank God you're in good shape. Yeah. Well, thank you, Father. <laughs> thank God you listen to good music. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Carry on the wood, uh, El Divo. Yeah. Uh, what's his first name? Bubbly. Um, yeah, I always call him the bubble guy. Bubble guy. But what's his first name? Michael. Michael his name Bublé. is Michael. Michael yeah. Bubbly. Yes. 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 He's one. He's one of the good ones. Yeah. Also, uh, I have some friends that have exposed me to uh, to his uh, songs. Right. And uh, I really like if I can see his uh, spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, he he's really good at, at lifting the spirit of the people. If I can see with his music. Right. Yeah. 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 And then um, there was another singer. Um, Oh, it's not. I used to listen to a little bit of Luciano Pavarotti. Um, hey, 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 hey! Uh, you see, uh, you're against opera. This, this, this I is an know, opera uh, singer. I know, this guy. but I mean, <laughs> so it's, it's 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 one of the best ever opera singer in the in, in the world. The Ave Maria. I really like that song. Oh yeah, that he sings. Yes, yeah. but for. <clears throat> 
For religious songs, I prefer Andrea Bocelli. I was just going to say his name. Yes. I wanted to go see him in uh, Vegas. He was uh, there last month. I feel so. more humility uh, in his singing uh, than Pavarotti. Pavarotti uh, is very powerful, very right. passionate. Mm-hmm. He's excellent for opera. Right. Well, uh, Bocelli is is better with religious singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, I, don't find, I don't find him good in opera at all. I mean, he, he tried a few operas, but I don't, I, to me, the passion is not there. He's not, uh, he's not as powerful as someone as, as a Pavarotti in, in, yeah. in operas. Right, right, right. So uh, it's not really his field, I don't think. He, he tried a few, and I don't think uh, he's pursuing, if I can say, on that line. He, uh, I think he, he realized by himself that... Yeah. Uh, it's it's not really his line. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has a, a soul that is a bit more delicate. Uh, yeah, he's blind. He has a greater sensitive right. uh, sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I find him very inspiring for with, with religious music. I, I find I find him the best for right. religious music. And um, like even like I know I think he's a Catholic because he did. Uh, in tw- uh, 2017, he was in Fatima. Yes. And I did see a picture of him on his knees going around the 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 site where Our Lady appeared. Okay. Because okay. I did that, and okay. I know that's hard to do because yes. I have I don't have the greatest knees either. But for him to go ahead and do it, I, and someone had taken a picture, I guess, when he was doing it. Yes. He he. Uh, for someone that yeah. is so famous, yeah. to humble himself. Yeah, uh, to get on his knees and go. Uh, yeah, and do this. Uh, it is. It, it speaks uh, right. volume. Yeah. yeah, about about the quality of that soul. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, yes. You listen to Pavarotti. Yeah, that, 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 that's maybe the next. The the, the next. <laughs> There's step. some hope for me, Father. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. If you want a suggestion about operas, I can give you some. <coughs> Mozart okay. operas are fantastic. Yes, I, yes. I like Mozart. Uh, yeah. You should listen to uh, the Marriage of Figaro. Oh, okay. From Mozart. Might have heard a little bit of that at, at uh, some point, but uh, I can't say for sure, but uh, I think maybe. I mean, uh, a good uh, a good beginning would okay. be the magic flute. Okay. Magic flute is easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I got the children introduced to that uh, in primary school when I was teaching. Uh, and uh, because the tunes are easy, the story is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, the marriage of Figaro... Okay. Uh, is uh, uh, the uh, I mean the the the, the storyline and the, the the music that is in there is is uh, yeah it's even better. Okay. It's even better. All right. So anyway, that's <laughs> uh, uh, you go to your at your pace. I'm not pushing in on you. It's uh, if you want a good interpretation, I can guide you. Uh, so. Um, Melissa, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me, Father. This was very interesting, but it was very nice. I kind of forgot that I'm talking to you <laughs> in a podcast. Yes. Well, thank you so much for uh, accepting this invitation mm-hmm. and to help me to uh, make uh, to to have music making sense. All right. Thank you. Okay. Okay. <laughs>